Good morning. I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyberspace through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. We're back and we're live. Uh, This is Earl Stewart sitting in the studio with the team here, Les Stu Stewart. Uh, we're going to have to re-record that introduction if I don't get him back in the uh, studio. He's recovering from his back surgery, and I expect him back uh, maybe next week. We hope so. Uh, Stu, if you're listening, we hope you feel better and can get back in on the radio show. Besides, we're working too hard. We need your help. Uh, exciting time to be uh, doing this radio show. We've been doing it a long time. Uh, I have been around a long time. Some say too long. And... Uh, This is truly, I mean, I have a perspective based on that longevity to say this is a watershed moment in automotive history, truly. I mean, everybody uses superlatives and exaggerates uh, these things, but it's true. We're witnessing, kind of like uh, going from the buggy whip and the horse and wagon and to the uh, first uh, Model T, Model A Fords. Uh, It's kind of like one of those times in history. Uh, exciting for me because uh, I, I saw the earlier part of the history and now I'm seeing the present part of the automotive history and I'm living it. You know, I'm still a car dealer. I say that with full transparency and, and openness. This is not an infomercial. Uh, we have a Toyota dealership in North Palm Beach, Florida. and uh, But this is a consumer advocacy show for you, the car buyer, to help you avoid being taken advantage of by car dealers. And it is really a challenge. I, it was a challenge before the pandemic, and then suddenly uh, microchips uh, almost ceased to exist, and automotive production dropped like a rock. Supply soared, and demand, uh, I, mean, I should say supply dropped and demand soared, and uh, people are lined up at car dealerships ordering cars for thousands of dollars over MSRP, whereas before the pandemic... Uh, a good negotiator, someone that listened to the show and did their homework, could buy a car thousands below MSRP. Now, now you're paying thousands over. Well, guess what? Uh, the worm has turned, and we're we're coming back. I don't know how far back we're going to go, but um, 2023, by some of the largest manufacturers, will be the biggest manufacturing year ever. Now, they must think they're going to sell those cars because they're not going to build them unless they can sell them. And we do know this. There is no more microchip shortage, and I can't say that, uh, you know, completely. It's just for all intents and purposes, the microchip shortage is over. And uh, But there are other shortages, other issues, and you know them as well as I do if you watch the daily news. So uh, what do you do? Well, listen to the show. Call the show for your answers. Uh, you know, car dealers are in the same boat. They're going to have to relearn how to sell cars. They haven't been selling cars, basically. They've been taking orders at outrageous prices. It hasn't been 
business as usual at all. And the salesmen are fat and happy, and the car dealers are fat and happy, the manufacturers are fat and happy, and they're making a lot of money because it's too easy. It's shooting ducks in a barrel, or is that fish in a barrel? I don't know. Anyway, uh, car dealers are going to have to go to work. Manufacturers are going to have to go to work. Uh, you, the consumer, if you keep yourself on top of things and you're educated, it'll be a better and better time to buy a car. The, my, my recent blog, and uh, Nancy will talk about this later. By the way, Nancy Stewart, my co-host, is sitting next to me here in the studio, and she's uh, she's uh, created an audience of 50% women, which is uh, 20 years ago when we started. It was a, like an old guys club. We just... Uh, bunch of guys calling in and a bunch of guys talking and uh, we really didn't have half the world, the, the ladies of the world, now we have them thanks to Nancy. But uh, uh, she has a copy of my blog and it's, it's, the blog basically says it's time to, to begin to buy another car if you want one. Uh, it doesn't say you go out and buy one today, uh, it says you do your homework and you read the blog, you'll see what I'm talking about. Up until now, I've been saying don't buy a car unless you absolutely have to. And I'm changing that. I'm saying you can buy a car. You can start the process now, and you can, go to, you can get a good price, relatively speaking. I mean, I'm not saying it'll be as good a price as you get in six months, but I'm saying that you can buy a car pretty close to MSRP, in some cases below MSRP, uh, if you're careful. So... Um, Interesting times. Uh, if there ever was a time to listen to the show and spread the word, we, we, we ask you very, very loyal, regular listeners to spread the word about Earl on Cars. And, of course, we can be accessed all over the place. Uh, com is the blog, and we have just virtually everything we talk about on this show very well indexed and the EarlOnCars.com blog. All, all the blogs, of course, and we have the good dealer, bad dealer list of places we recommend you go to buy a car, places where you stay away from because you'll be taken advantage of, and uh, lots of other uh, tidbits of information uh, that you can't get anywhere else. So check out EarlOnCars.com. And during this two-hour window here, and we're on 8 to 10 this morning, Eastern Standard Time, uh, call us. Uh, this is uh, this is the most intimate way to, uh, to, to communicate with us. 877-960-9960. Uh, we get a feel for your personality. You have a feel for our personality. You hear our voice. I know people text now, and they it's all digital world. But the phone call is still pretty important. Nancy Stewart monitoring the line at 877-960-9960. That's 8 Now, I'm not facing her, but she'll she'll throw something at me or tap me on the shoulder and stop me from talking or or stop Rick from talking, uh, and we will drop everything we're doing and go to your phone call because you make the show. I'm not just saying that to flatter you. Uh, If you're a regular listener, you know what I'm talking about. We have some really great calls. I mean, uh, we get blindsided sometimes. We get... Occasionally, we get a hostile call. We like the hostile calls. If you have criticism, we prefer it be constructive, but any time, any type of recommendations, suggestions, we'd love to have. And real-life experiences, if you just bought a car or tried to buy a car, maybe you tried to sell your car, call us and tell us about it. We have a pretty wide audience. We're also on Facebook, 
and we're also on YouTube. That's facebook.com forward slash roll on cars. YouTube.com forward slash roll on cars. I could do a whole show telling you how you can contact us, but I can't do that. So uh, how about our text number? Texting. That's the end thing. I'm a texter. I, 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 uh, I get a lot of phone calls. And if I don't have you in my contact list or I don't know what the phone call is about, I send you a text automatically that says, please text me the reason for your call, and I'll return the call. Otherwise, I'd be overwhelmed with calls. So we ask you to text us um, if you're busy and you'd rather not call on the phone, uh, text us at 772-497-6530. That's 772-497-6530. Now, Rick Kearney is monitoring all of this. Nancy monitors the telephones, but Rick monitors the text number, 772-497-6530. He monitors oh, Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Roland Cars and YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Roland Cars. But wait, there's more. <laughs> Do we have too many ways to reach us? I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> YourAnonymousFeedback.com. You want total privacy? This is like a anonymous number. You know the a tip line to the FBI and to the police department and, you know, the, to the, the, you want to call the media. They all have anonymous contact methods. We have this anonymous contact method because who knows? You might be a car dealer. You might hate me. You might uh, hate the show. Uh, you have a way to communicate with us. You car dealers out there, and we know you're listening. We know you're listening. Your anonymous feedback.com. Why are you are? A-N-O-N-Y-M-O-U-S feedback F-E-E-D-B-A-C-K dot com your anonymous feedback dot com now Rick's got to check all that till Stu gets back and then Stu will be able to help him out there but he takes care of all that Nancy Stewart takes care of 877-960-9960 now before I turn the mic over to Nancy I'm going to say one thing about Rick and this is for the new folks the regular listeners know this Rick has been in the business over 25 years. Uh, he's worked for me all that time, most of that time. And uh, he is, oh, and I say this, uh, I know I, I'd probably say it anyway, but I'm going to say the, tell you the truth. He's the most knowledgeable guy on the electronics, the robotics, the uh, mechanics, uh, the computerization, all that stuff. Cars now are computers on wheels. He knows all about them. And if you have an issue with your car, anything, a squeak, rattle, or roll, call Rick. And you can get him directly on YouTube and Facebook, or you can just call 877-960-9960. And that is one of the most important features of the show. It's not just all about buying and selling cars, leasing cars. We know you got a car. You don't want to buy another car. That's probably not a bad idea. All the prices are starting to come down. You just want to keep your car going. And the cars are pretty good these days. You buy a car today, you can keep that car for three, 400,000 miles. I kid you not. I mean, you, you can drive a car for eight or 10 years. You do the factory recommended maintenance, these cars last and last and last. So 
you got a tweak, you want, a, you want a little something you want to fix without having to get ripped off the car dealer or the independent mechanic, call Rick. He might even be able to solve your problem on the phone or tell you how to get it done very cheaply. With all that said, I now turn the microphone over to Nancy Stewart, and she's going to uh, tell our ladies out there about a very special offer for more women to call the show. Thank you. Good morning, everyone, and welcome. We have more happy news. Uh, I, I, I have a... It's just exciting. It leaves me speechless. It's time to begin the car buying process. Is that great news or what? So for the next couple of weeks, you know, you can take advantage of that news, and you can also, well, start your homework, so to speak. And number one, I recommend the Consumer Report number one and also to shop online it keeps you well insulated i would say also i want to mention uh that earl's vigilantes we don't mention it enough and uh we need everyone right here in the studio we are all helping each other and you but by joining earl's vigilantes you can help consumers in your own backyard um if you're an experienced car buyer uh, say, um, you, you know, you, you, you're not able to change, a, you know, an engine, but that you know something about, you know, the cars and how they run and, well, a lot of uh, advice that you can add to your, give to your neighbors in your backyard. So go to Earl's Vigilantes, and uh, you can do that by going to Earl and Cars, and you can find earlsvigilantes.com uh, where you can... Um, you know, sign up and volunteer. Um, as far as the ladies are concerned, we do have $50 for the first two new lady callers. Uh, we have uh, been offering that to the ladies for quite a long time. And uh, you can share with us your experience of purchasing a car or thinking about purchasing a car or leasing uh, used, uh, new, anything at all. 877-960-9960. That's 870, excuse me, 877-960-9960. Now back to the recovering car dealer. You know, it's, uh, some people say I talk about Tesla too much on, on this show, and I, I know you can't turn on the, the television or go online or do any news source without hearing more about Elon Musk. Uh, he just has a, a way with uh, attracting attention, good and bad, uh, it's, uh, the world is divided into we love Elon Musk and we hate Elon Musk. Uh, uh, I, I, I have mixed emotions about Elon Musk. I, I, I consider him an extremely smart guy. And uh, my questions have always been with his business acumen. I mean, he buying Twitter and, you know, there's a lot of discussion about that. So, uh, you know, I, I go up and down about uh, Tesla and Elon Musk. I own a Tesla, in full disclosure. kind of strange for a Toyota dealer. And that's full disclosure, too, to be driving a Tesla. And I do it because it's the wave of the future. I mean, you know, I, I, I like to stay on top of what I do. And Tesla is, is probably the most exciting car out there. Electric vehicles are coming online. Uh, had a great service experience, by the way. Nancy and I did with a Tesla we drive. And I had a little issue. And actually, it was with the windshield washers. I mean, nothing serious. And... Uh, uh, Nancy uh, filled the, the reservoir up uh, uh, for the windshield wash fluid. It still didn't work. So, uh, 
Anyway, I took it to, to my dealership because I didn't. It's closer to the Tesla dealership. And they said we can't work on it because it the uh, you'd have to do some disassembly and it's covered under warranty. So I, you know, I said, oh damn. And now I'm thinking I don't want to take it, leave it, that blah, blah, blah. So I asked a Tesla person, uh, what can I do? I've got a warranty. He says, oh. He says, we'll come out to your house and fix it. Now, that's pretty cool. And, and he showed me online, and I hit a few buttons, and I have an appointment uh, next week sometime. Uh, I forgot when it is. And uh, they will come out, and they'll fix my windshield wire. No yeah. charge. Next Wednesday. That was a great experience going in. We saw Javon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so uh, that's a good thing. Now, Automotive News, that's a trade journal for the, uh, for the us car dealers. Um, that came out this week. And on, on page uh, three, uh, there's an article. It says, Tesla price cuts ignite shopping interest. Uh, if you're streaming us, I'll sure hold that up for you. Of course, most of you don't subscribe to the Automotive News anyway, but... Um, it's it's a uh, automobile dealers are about as interested in dislike Elon Musk as much as anybody <laughs> because he's threatening their whole franchise. Uh, at any rate, the price of Tesla stock plunged because he cut his prices significantly. They said, "Oh, he's running scared now. He's cutting prices." Well, guess what? He cut prices. His volume more than soared. And as a result, he had a record profit quarter. <laughs> now, he was an idiot before. We told you so before. Now, record profit quarter. Now, because of the great margin he's built in with the efficiency and the prices he's been able to get for his car, they, he has the ability to cut prices. He cut the price of his uh, low-priced uh, Tesla by $15,000, and then that made him eligible for the tax credit price cut, so he's got over a $20,000 price cut. He's just cutting the, the legs off all the other EV competition. Amazing. And his margin was so wide, he builds them so inexpensively compared to all the other manufacturers that he's still making a, a lot of money. So uh, I just had to pass that along to you. I'm not in love with Elon Musk or Tesla. And trust me, my Tesla has got a lot of issues. I mean, I, I, it's supposed to be fully autonomous, uh, self-driving. And I guess it is if you want to take your life in your hands because it's, uh, you know, Nancy and I don't <laughs> use it very much anymore because it's, it can't differentiate what we as humans can yet. So the autonomous was, is not as close as I thought it was. I was on the show before I got it activated. I thought they were very close. They're not close. Uh, but they're moving fast. So even though they're not close, they could be right there in two years. It won't be, it won't be six months, but it could be two years. I, a lot of people say five five years. I think it'll be sooner than that because they're moving very fast. Even Tesla is moving very fast. You okay. know what, what's amazing? Excuse me for interrupting you, but uh, you can take a look around now when you're on the road, mm -hmm. and uh, where you didn't see Teslas before. It's amazing how many Teslas we see now. Yeah. And uh, for the consumer, can you imagine? The Tesla Y, I mean, for you to go in and purchase a Tesla Y and save $13,000, uh, that's, well, that's credit, a yeah, With the credit and the price card, you're saving that's a lot of over 20000 yeah. yeah, and then you're, you know, eligible for the, uh, you know, the tax credit, which is $7,500. So we're going to see a whole lot more uh, Teslas on the road. 
Okay. Uh, give us a call. We don't like to talk to ourselves, and uh, we don't like to pontificate, although we can. Yes. Uh, we don't want to do it. We'd rather have you call us. So you folks out there listening who can call, uh, please call us at 877-960-9960. That's 877-960-9960. And, of course, you get Texas at 772-497-6530. Again, 772-497-6530. Okay, and you well, can get Rick at youtube.com forward slash rolling cars or um, facebook.com slash rolling cars. Rick, what have we got in the way of Rick's got a there? whole lot going on over there, but we're going to hold on for a minute and we're going to go straight to the phones because Karen has been holding and uh, Karen is calling us from Coral Gables and she is a first-time caller. Ooh. Good morning, Karen. Good morning. And welcome. You won yourself $50 this morning as a first-time caller. If you stay on oh, the line, you. you can give uh, Jeremy, who is in our studio your contact information, and I can get you a check for $50. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. What can we do for you this morning? I was wondering, um, I have a, I have an antique um, Mercedes um, Benz, and to sell it, it would it be, I, I think it's always better to, um, to sell a car and, and rebuy a car um, with the same dealers well um, the same brand and would it be better because it's an antique car to sell it privately because they're not going to put they're not going to put an antique car on their used car lot yeah i, I think uh, uh, what year is it uh terry it's a 1985 85 you know uh the uh auction uh if you and i'm not versed on this we have a regular listener uh john he lives in palm city and he's a real aficionado of antique cars and auctions, and uh, uh, he, stay, he, he he keeps track of it. But I I would uh, consider uh, uh, sending it to an auction, and uh, uh, he could probably give you some guidance. So, John, if you're listening, uh, give us a call, and uh, uh, we'll try to get that information to you, Terry. Uh, meanwhile, I would Google. Um, that if you if you sold it to a dealer and you could you could sell it to a Mercedes dealer, uh, but they would buy it with the idea of uh, probably not retailing it. They probably auction it themselves. Um, uh, th- there are antique car dealers out there. Google it for start. But uh, the good news is a a a pristine, uh, well cared for antique car has never been worth more. And they're very, they're going for record prices. So uh, be sure you get all the money for it. And, we'll, and I would start with a good auction. Rick has a comment. Yeah, I'd also look online for Mercedes-Benz uh, groups and forums, especially local groups. Yeah. Uh, you might find in there somebody that has knowledge of people that are looking specifically for that particular car. And, you know, people... People with those in those car groups, they get some of the really best, um, shall we say, hidden contacts and information, places to go that might just help you get a whole lot more for that car. Yeah, absolutely. And Karen, boy, I'll tell you, you're sitting on a, a gold mine, and you can just take your time and take the highest bidder. That sounds good, doesn't it? 
Yes, unfortunately, it's not pristine. <laughs> Pardon oh. me? Well, there's a, it's, it's yeah, there's a market for for everything, and uh, uh, you know, it's it's uh, uh, a 1988 uh, is not you know a real old antique car, but it uh, it's like selling any car. You want to be sure to uh, shop it around. Uh, if you if you go to the first source and sell it, you're not going to get all the money for it. So, I would uh, spend some time and. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, if you're not good online, find somebody who is. But Rick's right. Mm -hmm. uh, if you describe that car online, uh, uh, they would guide you to the best sources to, to purchase it. And there's uh, there's a huge difference, particularly with antique cars, between a good cry price and an average price. Yeah, I, th I think that's great advice because this circle, um, this cult that uh, Rick mentions, you know, they're really educated and they're always looking for that special antique and you just might have it. Did you, Karen, did you say that was a 1980? 1985. A 1985. You know, we'll have your contact information because you're a first-time caller. So with your permission, uh, we can give this to uh, John uh, the caller from Palm City, who is kind of an expert on this, and then we can get you that information directly from someone that is a real authority. Well, that would be great. We'll do that then. And I'll pass your contact information along to John uh, once you leave it, you know, with Jeremy, and uh, we'll take care of it for you. And well, you uh, so Karen, much. please stay in touch with us. Okay. Okay, great. Thank you. You're welcome, Karen. Okay, we're going to go to uh, John, who's calling us from West Palm Beach. Good morning, John. Welcome. Hey, hello. You can uh, hear me okay? Yes, yeah, loud and clear. All right. Oh, wonderful. Um, I have a question. Uh, when a person brings their car in for an appraisal at a dealership, what? and we get that appraisal from the dealership, how much if is the gap between the actual price of what the car is worth and your and and the dealership? I know they want need to make a profit, so when they give so it's like they're lowballing. Is it would it be like ten, fifteen, twenty percent? So if someone came in and they get an appraisal for ten thousand, because what that's what the dealership is going willing to give, what would be the markup from there? John, you know, uh, the actual worth of the car possibly. Yeah, the answer is it would vary from dealer to dealer. The one thing that is standard, no matter which deal you go to, is you need to get two or three other bids. Uh, there's a lot of reasons for that. First of all, um, a car dealer's motive uh, could be to sell you a new car. And what dealers will sometimes do is they will, they will, allow you more for the trade-in allowance than you they think you were able to get somewhere else because they overprice the, the car you're buying. And that's not fair. That's shady. So you don't want that to happen. They're not really giving you the price because they pick up uh, uh, the extra money they paid by raising the price of the car you bought. Uh, if you're just going to sell them the car directly, uh, they're going to try to bring the car in uh, at a level, if they want to retail themselves, which usually they w would want to retail your car, and they want to make two or three thousand dollars on the car, so uh, it, it, best uh, scenario realized, they're going to give you not 
uh, they're going to give you two or three thousand dollars less than you could probably get somewhere else. Uh, but each dealer may have a different motive and the way they operate. Uh, if, uh, what, uh, you mind telling me what type of car you drive? Or what oh yeah, sell? well no, I, w- I was in and you, and you, I brought it in on Wednesday. You guys gave me a estimate or an appraisal, okay. but neither Stu, Rick, or you were there, and I brought in the Hilux Surf. Okay, what was the model again? The Hilux Surf. Oh, Hilux, okay. 1997 uh, Hilux Surf. Yeah, I would, I, I would hope to think that we gave you what we thought was the current uh, uh, actual market value of your car wholesale. And not retail, wholesale. Uh, right. Uh, but I would advise you to get a couple of more prices. I would go to Carvana. I would go to CarMax for sure. Uh, CarMax is the most honest of the third-party sources. Uh, I would try WeBuyAnyCar.com. I'd try Vroom, V-R-O-O-M.com. I would go to another Toyota dealer and say, I want to sell my car. Um, Everybody, uh, including my dealership, uh, we do the, we do our best in our case to be honest with customers, but be, uh, I'll be honest with you right now. We have quoted people buying prices on cars, and they were able to go to other sources and make a thousand, two thousand, three thousand dollars more than we offered. So uh, the consumer is advised to always get two or three other bids on the car. I mean, even with a dealer like I, I like to believe my dealership was being honest with you, uh, but even the dealer is being honest with you, they could be wrong. And there's always somebody that needs a car more than somebody else. CarMax is a prime example because CarMax has an algorithm built into their computer system. And they have hundreds of outlets all over the United States for the largest uh, retailer of used cars in the world. So CarMax, when you go into the, say you go into the local CarMax uh, lot, they go to their computer and that computer knows how many of your exact car they have in the system. If they have too many, your price won't be so good. If they don't have enough and it's a high-demand car, they will pay you more money than just about anybody else, even more than what the auction, the Mannheim auction prices would bring you. So check with CarMax for sure, and then if you have time, Carvana, we buy any car.com and Vroom. But my dealership gave you a bid. I hope it's a good one. I hope it's a high one. If it's not, uh, you should check two or three others. Now, the the bid was um, about 2000 more than what he paid for it. Um, like I said, it's 1997 Hilux Surf, uh, you know, with the, from Japan, the right-hand drive. Mm-hmm. But the only drawbacks is it's got a GPS, but it's in Japanese. So I'm mm-hmm. like, <laughs> and uh, you know, and so is everything else on the car is Japanese. So you, yeah. so if the demand may not be that great. You know, if I go to CarMax, there's only going to be one that they. I don't even know if they'd have any in. in well, their it doesn't stock, take. But like it, I said, it, well, their 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 algorithm is amazing. It's. I mean, I we 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 constantly marvel at it, and they do so well that they know what they're doing. I would call CarMax. I describe the car. They'll give you a bid on the phone. And then you have to bring the car in to verify it. But, I mean, it's only going to take you 10 minutes to call CarMax. Yeah. And then you can do the same thing. It'll take you another 10 minutes to do Carvana and another 10 minutes to call Broom and WeBuyAnyCar.com. So, you know, in an hour, you could get three more bids to my bid. But I'm glad we were $2,000 <laughs> higher. Uh, uh, and uh, you, But you might get $3,000 more than you expect. 
Yeah, I'm chuckling because it took me 15 minutes to try to get someone to trade me the Hilux for your Rivian that you have sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I guess that's a that's an interesting car. We're uh, uh, these electric vehicles are really something. They're 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 getting a lot of attention, particularly locally. We seem to have more electric vehicle dealers in this market, South Florida, than most other markets, yeah. and that's because we have a lot of uh, I guess. Uh, affluence down here people can afford to pay a lot of money uh, for a car and also uh you know uh, people just like to have the first one on the block that's me i i love to have something new i'm always trying to look for something new that's the reason i bought a tesla yeah the um well it was interesting when i came in because it seems like you hit every uh ev out there on that you have on the lot except for the mustang i didn't see a mustang out there but you have the polestar you have the kia you know and all you got all the others it's coming, I tell you. It's so exciting for yep. me being in the business as long as I had to see the electric vehicle revolution. It is really amazing. I mean, you, you can't you can't stop thinking about it. And I drive the car. I love my Tesla. I love the electric. I was doing something wrong. I'm supposed to plug it in every day. I didn't know that. So if you plug your car in every night uh, and you have a garage uh, outlet like I do, uh, it eliminates the whole range anxiety, the worry about running out of gas and standing in the line. And, and uh, I thought by plugging it in every day, I was maybe going to deteriorate the, uh, the battery. Actually, it enhances the battery, and it also keeps me available to get all the software downloads. So exciting times, John. I never thought I'd see him, but I'm glad I did. Thanks for the call very much. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Have a great weekend, John. Eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, and you can text us at seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. And uh, don't forget, it's a great time, a great time to begin that car buying process. And uh, you know who wants to? For instance, I have a prospective customer this past week who said that uh, they were interested in a Forerunner, and. Uh, but uh, the price was about four or five thousand dollars over MSRP. Well, we've reached a point now where you can take your time, and it's time to begin the car buying process. And there's a whole lot of things that you don't have to deal with that negative the microchip shortage and and everything else. But you do have to buyer beware, you know, always and to do it from your PC. Don't go into the dealership. 877-960-9960 or you can text us at 772-497-6530 and as I suggested when we began the show this morning Earl's Vigilantes uh, don't forget you can become part of that group and go to Earl on Cars and you can sign up right there for Earl's Vigilantes. Get a free hat. You can, yeah, isn't it a great looking hat? Um, you can also uh, help uh, consumers right in your own backyard, and you can also wear that hat like Earl does, 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Now back to the recovering car dealer. I'm going to give it to Rick, but first I'm going to talk about the Mystery Shopping Network, for shame on me. I don't think I talked about it. Uh, we're taking something for granted, I did, uh, that's probably the highlight of the show. Uh, very exciting. Uh, I salute uh, this radio station, uh, True Oldies, for having the courage to allow us to do it. 
uh, Vic Canales is the owner, and uh, he's an amazing guy to allow us to do this mystery shopping report. It's like a, for you folks who remember Mike Wallace on 60 Minutes, um, it is like that kind of an event. We have an undercover agent. Her pseudonym is Agent Lightning, and we dispatch her every week to go into a different car dealership. And she goes in and pretends to buy a lease of car, and she tells exactly what happened. I mean, we name names. I mean, the dealership, the numbers. If the dealership broke the law, and we find a surprising number of dealers do break the law, uh, we're, we're most familiar with the Florida law, but the state laws are fairly uh, you know, common. Uh, Florida law is probably pretty much the law in most other states in terms of dishonest advertising. So we'll say dealer ABC uh, broke the law. Now, we don't dare say something like that if it's not true. And we've been doing this for 20 years. We've never been sued. We've been threatened. <laughs> We've never been through those dealers that threaten us. Uh, I say, uh, bring it on, because I can't think of a better way to expose uh, a dealer that's doing something terribly wrong than a jury trial. And we would demand a trial by jury so that we get some publicity. We'd want cameras in the courtroom. So any dealers out there that are angry at us, because for the past 20 years we've been telling the truth, the truth is the perfect defense against libel and slander. So stay tuned. Last half hour of the show, about the last 20 minutes of the show, uh, between 9.30 and 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, will be our mystery shopping report. And we have another victim, <laughs> uh, and we will keep on adding them. Uh, we have a list on earlandcars.com, good dealer, bad dealer list. So that's how we uh, compile this list. We compile it by the experience. We ask you to vote on uh, the experience. So stay tuned. Don't miss that. Spread the word. Even if you don't want to listen to the show now, tune back in at 930 and pick up the Mystery Shopping Report. Now, I'll turn it over to Rick. Well, good morning. Uh, I guess we'll start right off with Anne Marie's text, like uh, Stu likes to do every morning, best kind of, of a best. tradition. Good morning, Anne Marie. Uh, she says, good morning. Every time I have my car serviced at the dealership, Toyota sends me a survey <clears throat> asking if I was happy with the service. I was wondering, does Toyota and the dealers pay attention to these surveys, or do they just ignore them as long as there's no potentially bad publicity? Thanks. P.S. I hope everyone is on the road to recovery. Anne-Marie, that is, uh, as usual, a great question. Uh, you see this on TV interviews all the time. Everybody always says, oh, that's a very good question. They do that to compliment people. I'm doing it sincerely because she's amazing. Uh, the survey system is uh, kind of a joke. And uh, it's not as big a joke today as it was, but uh, surveys uh, can be manipulated. I mean, uh, car dealers and uh, I guess most businesses, uh, they, ha they have companies that do nothing but teach car dealers how to manipulate surveys. They used to do it back in the day. Uh, they would just tell the um, customers to bring their surveys into the dealership, and then they would give them a free tank of gas or even a cash <coughs> a reward to get the blank survey, and they would fill the survey out for themselves. Then uh, they, they uh, had another clever idea, and some of the manufacturers and dealers are probably still doing this. Uh, they... Uh, put the wrong email address on 
the form so that the dealer, if the if the customer's angry, they they don't get the survey if they do it by email. I mean, there's where there's a way uh, they figure out how to get around it. The smarter manufacturers and the sincere manufacturers and dealers, uh, they judge the customer satisfaction of a dealership by how often the customer returns. You know, duh, right? If you buy a car and you buy another car and you buy another car, what does that tell you? Uh, the customer is happy with the place and happy with the price, and so they give that dealer a good score. Same thing with service satisfaction. If someone is loyal and comes back to the same service over and over again, that's the way they measure it. But no, the question, Anne-Marie, is do we, do we take a survey? No, we don't take the survey seriously. Unfortunately, you can even manipulate Google surveys. Now, there's, of all the surveys, the Google is probably the best one. And uh, if you read the surveys particularly, they're the best one. Uh, but uh, uh, Google can be manipulated, and there are companies that say, let us show you how to improve your Google surveys. And they have a lot of very suave, clever ways to manipulate surveys. So uh, the best way to prove that a car dealer is, is a good dealer is continue to do business with them. Do your service business with them and do your car business with them. And he w- the manufacturer will recognize him as having uh, a good operation. Boy, I'll tell you, you really said a mouthful, and manipulation would be the perfect word, and uh, buyer beware. And now that it's a great time to start your car buying process, be careful. Really be careful because all of those surveys can be manipulated. And uh, go to uh, Earl on Cars and you can take a look at the list. That'll help you uh, to walk through this minefield. And that list is uh, good dealers. Uh, good dealer bad dealers list.com take a look at all of those uh, dealers that we shopped in these uh, mystery shopping reports that we do every week that'll really help you and another thing that's deadly or can be a great advantage and that is word of mouth boy does that travel and i hope you get the word on whomever you're shopping rick hi and this one is from anonymous <clears throat> says, good morning. I plan on buying a new car later this year with cash. I have heard that some dealers will refuse cash payment and try to force in-house financing. I understand that this tactic is to make a profit. Is there anything I can say or do to get them to accept the cash? Thank you. Wow. I've never known a dealer to turn on cash. They will try to discourage you because they make uh, more money financing cars than they do selling the car. The markup on the car uh, is uh, not as much. Well, it is today because of the uh, shortage of, supp- of supply. But normally, dealers make a, uh, a lot of money. Average over $2,000 per car just by financing on every car they sell. Even That's averaging in the cars that they don't finance. So uh, if a dealer sells 100 cars uh, and made zero on each car markup, uh, he'd make a hundred. He'd make uh, two hundred thousand dollars just in financing. So that's why they they push you to finance with them. Uh, but uh, uh, cash uh, is uh, is is a good way to buy a car. Uh, interest rates are up, um, and it depends on how you feel about the stock market, how you feel about uh, investing your money. Uh, if you feel like you could do better than the current going rate to finance a car, which 
depends on whether it's a used car or a new car and your credit rating, uh, then you're you're better off to uh, uh, to go ahead and pay cash. Great answer. Uh, I hope we were able to uh, answer your question. We're going to go back to the phones, and we're going to talk to uh, Henry. He's calling us from Jupiter. Good morning, Henry. Good morning. Uh, good morning, everybody. I uh, I started out with one statement. Now I have three, uh, two other questions. Oh. Okay. Uh, you stated something about the uh, dealers breaking the law in the earlier piece. Has uh, any uh, official authority take action against these dealers, or is it just another one of those uh, violations that just goes unaddressed. Henry, uh, very rarely does anyone take action. To uh, uh, the, the most common law that's violated is the Florida statute. Um, I haven't got the number in front of me. I should know it by by heart. I that's, that's okay. Uh, but the the statute states that you must sell the car at the advertised price plus government fees only. That's not literally the way the law reads, but it says if you advertise a car for $15,000, you have to sell it to the person that comes in on that advertisement for $15,000, not one penny more. The only exception is Florida sales tax, which is a state tax, obviously, and uh, the license plate, which is a state tax also. So uh, state tax... Uh, is the only thing that, by Florida law, can be added to the advertised price. I don't know a dealer that uh, complies by that law. I mean, if you look, uh, you look in the, online, look, uh, you know, find an advertisement somewhere on a car price, and uh, you will find out that that is not the uh, legal price of the car. It's the price plus extra fees, dealer-installed accessories, and uh, it's a uh, violation of law. Second part of your question is why don't they why don't they do something about it? Because the Florida Attorney General, if she's the number one law enforcement uh, officer in Florida, Ashley Moody, uh, she is uh, elected by donations. I mean, if you uh, the, every politician, if you do the math. The one that got the most donations and had the spent the most money on the campaign, they win. <laughs> it isn't the best candidate wins; it's the one that spent the most. So the Florida Attorney General has the support of all the car dealers, thousands of dealers in Florida, the dealer associations, and there's four or five state dealer association, the national dealer association. So when the car dealers get behind a candidate. Uh, whether it's a senator or Congress or, or attorney general, uh, they generally win. And uh, that's why they don't enforce the law. Sad to say. Right. Well, it seems the climate in which we live, uh, laws are not being upheld. Actually, a rule that's not enforced is no rule at all. Uh, but I did forget my uh, second question since uh, we started, but I will tell you my statement. I was looking for a GV70, uh, a Genesis GV70, and I was shopping around to Hyundai dealers. They're, they're a little bit scarce, and especially the color combination I wanted. So I had to go from dealer to dealer. I haven't found one yet. But I went to Napleton on uh, North Lake, and then I went to Napleton. I didn't know it was Napleton on Okeechobee because they don't necessarily put the name out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, Napleton on Okeechobee on uh, North Lake Boulevard stated when I brought up that they just got 
slammed with a big fine for not putting the uh, stickers on the windows. I don't know the name of that sticker. And Monroe, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and they were and they were also selling uh, higher prices to women and so forth. Hmm. When I said something over in Northlake, they said, "Well, that wasn't us. That was another dealer." And then when I ended up at Napleton on uh, Okeechobee, <laughs> who who had a big sign that your satisfaction is 100% guaranteed, and we want to hear about you. Oh, I just remembered my other question. I'll get to that. Uh, I said to him, are you charging over and above? When I asked him the question, he said, no, no, that wasn't us. That was Northlake. So each dealer or each salesman was putting the blame, and my position was that if it's the company name that got cited, it was the owner of the company who was responsible. But... Uh, when I asked him if he's charging over and above sticker, he said yes, he was. And uh, if he didn't do that because the cars are so scarce, he wouldn't be able to feed his family. <laughs> so all of my absolute refuse to pay any more than manufacturers yeah. Yeah. retail. So I just, and I've reported on Napleton before when they charge, try to charge a dealer fee on transferring a lease to a purchase after 36 months. So they're definitely not a fan of mine. Uh, any comments? Otherwise, I will ask you my uh, third question. Yeah, my comments, uh, you, you, you probably are, ta we're talking about one of the most evil, pardon the uh, uh, adjective, uh, uh, dealers in the country. Uh, he was fined recently millions of dollars by the Federal Trade Commission. Uh, he's a very large dealership. He's, uh, he has dealerships all over the country. Uh, apparently has a lot of money. And uh, he's able to, you know, he's, he's, he's making a lot of money. He's, uh, he lives in Palm Beach, as a matter of fact. And uh, he just seems to neglect, uh, he just doesn't care. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, the manufacturers are unhappy with uh, Napleton, too. And it's just very difficult for a manufacturer to drop and cancel a franchise to a dealer. So Napleton's kind of, uh, he's kind of like a, uh, a disease. We've we got. We, 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 we're going to have to live with the Naples dealerships. So they seem to be rather nonchalant about their sins because uh, they can afford an eight million dollar hit by the Federal Trade Commission. Uh, they can certainly afford a, a two hundred thousand dollar hit from the uh, Attorney General. So they're just not afraid, and they continue to do business as usual. Yeah, very good. Lastly, I just wanted to talk about the survey. Mm -hmm. You know, when you buy a car or you go in for service, if you have some rapport with the service rider or the salesman, they always talk about the survey that's coming, and they ask you to give them all A-pluses or, or, or tens or whatever the highest number is. Mm -hmm. And really, uh, if, you've, if you've gotten along with your salesperson or the employee in any way, when you just burn through all the questions with a 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, the survey really is, is just a moot point. It doesn't really... It doesn't really do anything, yeah. but uh, because of, you know, you, like someone asks you to do a favor, you just accommodate. Unless, of course, he's really irritated you. But so, so many of the surveys just go through as a exercise yeah. just to keep the uh, bookkeepers in, uh, keep them in a job, I guess. Well, one reason that the service advisors and the salespeople push you is because a lot of the pay plans for salespeople are based on uh, scores of customer satisfaction, and absolutely, absolutely. And so you know they, you know it's it's um, 
the best thing to do is they should not be able to do that. Uh, no one wants to be pressured to give a good score on a survey. You, you get the survey, uh, you should either, if you want to fill it out, fill it out. But uh, uh, they, will, they will find a way to intimidate people into giving them high scores where they really wouldn't give them a high score. So you're right. Uh, uh, as I say, the more enlightened manufacturers or dealers look at one thing, loyalty. Service customer loyalty and sales customer <laughs> loyalty. If the customer comes back year after year to do business with that same dealer, he gets very high scores. And uh, also, Henry, uh, let me add to this that, um, you know, most car dealers, uh, most car dealers in Florida, uh, they don't understand or even know the law. And it doesn't really matter. Um, it's it they they ignore it because the regulators and and the uh, legislation, and uh, they're afraid to enforce it. Uh, so uh, we have to do all the work. And um, that law that Earl was talking about earlier is uh, www.floridalawprotectingcarbuyers.com. Go there. And uh, there's a heck of a lot of information right there that will help you. Our number is 877-960-9960. And you can also text us at 772-497-6530. We're going to go back to the phones where Victoria uh, from Wellington is back with us. Good morning, Victoria. Good morning. How are you today? Welcome. We're well, thank you. Um, I just want to clarify something uh, that it's actually Napleton was actually fined by the Federal Trade Commission $10 million. Yes. Uh, and right. like you said, you know, for them it's nothing. But I would also like to add that the Federal Trade Commission, they can fine them and cite them, but they can't help people get their own money back because they, uh, that's not their job. And I, uh, as I've told you before, I, I um, have my problems with uh, 441 Nissan, which is owned by Terry Taylor, and I can't get my money back either, even though the state of Florida has fined and cited them. And so if your listeners are hearing and they have problems with the prices that they've been charged and they can have the details, they can go to the state of Florida and they can make file a formal complaint, and after a couple of months of lots of paperwork going back and forth, the state of Florida will look into it, and if they find the that information, they will find and cite them. But in terms of getting your money back, that is something that you have to get a lawyer for, which is, yes. as you all know, exceedingly difficult. Yes, absolutely. Um, I've already, yeah, and I've already filed a complaint with the Florida Trade Commission, and the Federal Trade Commission about uh, Nissan, Terry Taylor's Nissan, but, you know, we have to wait and see what happens. But if more people would go to the Federal Trade Commission and file a formal complaint, then there would be more impetus for them to go and investigate. And the other thing I wanted to say is last week you had somebody, and I don't know his name, who brought my name up and said that I could contact Whitney LLC, Whitney Law LLC, and the only Whitley Law LLC that I can find is in Denver, Colorado, not Florida. So if I could find this person, if they could call in, I'd like to know if they're talking about somebody in Florida. Hmm. Interesting. I seem to recall that Whitney one was um, possibly on YouTube, but I, I think from the New England area. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. 
Uh, let me try to well, do a little I, research on that myself. Yeah, we'll but, research it, uh, Victoria. Yeah, folks, if anyone remembers, um, if you if you gave us information about a Whitney LLC law firm, uh, possibly on YouTube, uh, let us know, would you please? Yeah, give us a call at 877-960-9960. Uh, we'd like to help uh, everyone out there, and Victoria was kind enough to uh, give us a call this morning. And uh, back to what you said about Napleton, uh, Victoria, uh, it's amazing. You know, you're talking about getting your money back, uh, not you literally, but everyone that was involved in this lawsuit against Napleton. Can you even imagine, can you digest the fact that over $70 million, $70 million in illegal fees from right, customers from in. eight different dealerships. Will they ever get right. that money back? Please. Well, I mean, you're going to have to spend a whole lot of time, and you're going to have to muster up some patience, uh, because as Victoria said, you know, without it, we're going nowhere. Well, and there's another issue. I, and I'm fairly uh, persistent, and I've made a lot of phone calls, we need to find an attorney who will file civil suits in court in Florida and other states to get the money back because I have all the paper proofs and everything I need, and I cannot find an attorney to handle the suit. And, and there you are, Victoria. You spent so much time on the whole issue. So you're a living example. For everyone out there that's listening, you know, join Victoria, you know, uh, in, in her uh, journey. Victoria, when you talk to the attorneys, have they agreed that it's a violation of the Florida Unfair Deceptive Trade Practices Act? Yes, there's a couple of issues. Uh, one well, the reason, the reason is I ask, I, the reason is ask, I'm yes. really, I'm really speaking to attorneys out there. Uh, under the Florida Unfair Deceptive Trade Practices Act, attorneys' fees are. Uh, you you basically have to pay the defense uh, attorney's fees. If, if if I sue a dealer under the Unfair and Deceptive Trade Practices Act, uh, uh, I, the the prevailing party has all their attorney's fees paid. Usually, uh, the claim is not as high as the amount of attorney's fees. So that's the one lever you have with a Florida dealer is that he knows that even though the award is small, uh, and the and the lawyer knows that if the, the award of damages might be small, but the damages could be a thousand dollars, and the dealer's fees could be a hundred thousand dollars. So that's the threat to the dealer that would uh, make him nervous. Also, it's a reward to the play, to the a lawyer. So when you're when you're trying to persuade one of your attorneys. Remind them about that unfair and deceptive trade practices award of attorney's fees. Well, I will, but, you know, like I say, I still have not been able to find somebody in Florida who will file a civil suit. And some of the dealers, they try to get you to, when you sign that contract, if you read the small print, which I didn't sign the contract, yeah. but if you sign it, it says, I will, if I have a complaint, that I will go to arbitration. Yeah, Rick, uh, has a point. Yeah, uh, the YouTube channel is Whitney LLP, P is in Paul, and I found it here on YouTube. Uh, it's the Whitney Firm, H, uh, HTTPS uh, colon slash slash WhitneyFirm.com, and they have a phone number listed here, uh, 410 583 
8,000. But on, on YouTube, it's Whitney LLP. Where do you think that is? I, I don't know. Let me double check here. Try one other I thing. I think that's probably San Francisco, uh, 410, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, Vic, Victoria, uh, one other thing on our point about uh, Baltimore. Pompano. Oh, Baltimore? Okay. Oh, Baltimore, okay. One more point about the unfair and deceptive trade practice. Uh, the uh, arbitration ag uh, agreement. The arbitration agreement can always be challenged. And it, it, the arbitration agreement that uh, Victoria's talking about, it's on every installment sale, well, not installment sales contract, every vehicle buyer's order in Florida and probably most other states. It basically says you waive your right to a trial. <laughs> I mean, and it has to go to, to the American Arbitration Association system. But a good lawyer can find ways around that. So if you can get around the arbitration agreement, uh, there's a lot of money to be made in the Unfair and Deceptive Trade Practices Act because all attorney fees, you know, I, 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 uh, quickly, you, many, many years ago, back when I was doing business the wrong way, I referred to myself as an evil dealer. I had a used car lot at Okeechobee Boulevard. And a customer came in, bought a used car, and the issue was over $1,000. Uh, and I, at that time, I, I, I litigated everything. Uh, you know, I was more, I was more uh, obsessed with uh, being right than being a good dealer. Uh, and so I, I usually won. So I, I, I wouldn't, uh, I, I fought the, I fought the uh, uh, $1,000 claim. And uh, the claim, uh, uh, the, the uh, a plaintiff against me won, and uh, I appealed it. And then I lost the appeal. And then I appealed to the Fourth Dorset Court of Appeals. Finally, I had all the way up to the state Supreme Court. The state Supreme Court uh, overruled the lower courts and awarded me uh, uh, my money back. And uh, I, I, I had to pay an attorney. His name was Ray Inglesby. I don't think he's practicing anymore. We're now friends, by the way. Uh, and uh, uh, awarded... Uh, uh, me, all the fees I paid him, which were, is like $50,000. Doesn't sound like a lot of money today, but back in the 70s, that was a lot of money. And uh, I got that money back, but I had to go to the state Supreme Court. So all I'm saying is there's hope that you can, uh, you, you can prevail if, uh, if you can get that uh, arbitration agreement thrown out. Well, and I think I should also point out to people, I've probably spent a thousand hours of my own time yeah. Oh, yeah, I on do. this. I and when you, you think about what your own time is worth, where in your life, you've got to somehow calculate that. And I'm like you. I'm doing this because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. But when you look at that amount of time for the money, it's, it's a weird calculation. Well, don't get discouraged, Victoria. We're rooting for you, and we're on your side, no. so... You keep on trucking, and if we find, uh, check out this uh, legal firm that uh, we got you the information on. That might be it, and uh, we'll keep on trying. We're not going to give up. And let me just say one thing. If any of us can find an attorney to carry these kinds of suits, that attorney is going to make a lot, a lot of money. Because <laughs> you'll be the, have a you'll lot be the first one to know. We'll, we'll let you know. I'm looking for one, too. <laughs> Thank so. you. Thank you, Victoria. You're welcome, Victoria. We, we appreciate you staying in touch with us. Uh, Rick, could you repeat uh, that uh, Whitney LL? Yeah, it was Whitney LLP or the WhitneyFirm.com, and their phone number was 410 
583-8000. Okay. And, and it's in the Maryland, uh, Baltimore, Maryland area. Okay, Baltimore area. And how do you spell Whitney? W-H-I-T-N-E-Y. Okay, folks, uh, you heard it. That's uh, Whitney uh, LLP. And uh, that telephone number is 410-583-8000. And they are in the Maryland, Baltimore area. So uh, hopefully that's going to be some help to you. Uh, 877-960-9960. You can also text us at 772-497-6530. We have a great mystery shopping report that we're going to get to just about, oh, I'd say maybe 930. And uh, it is from the uh, Palm Beach Toyota a great shop by agent lightning so uh and also you get a chance to vote on that at our text telephone number uh we're going to go back to rick okay uh the next one we have is from toyota tacoma 1952 he says for earl are there any toyota dealers discounting any models of toyota models now i've noticed several new models on the lot and i've also noticed that on certain models Toyota's offering lower interest rates. Uh, are there any out there that you think might be discounted? You know, speaking nationwide, I I, I could say possibly. Uh, I'm doubtful. I know of nobody in, in our markets around here that's discounting below MSRP. I know of no dealers other than our dealership that is selling cars at MSRP. I know some dealerships are advertising they sell cars at MSRP, but they're lying. And uh, they add hidden fees and dealer-installed accessories. So the prices are down from where they were. We're not back to MSRP. If you see a car on a dealer's lot, it tells you one of two things. One, it's a really dog of a car. <laughs> nobody, no, nobody wants to buy it. I mean, there are, even in the high-demand, low-supply situation, there are cars that people don't want to buy. <laughs> and it could be one of those. Uh, the other reason the car is on a dealer lot is because the dealer is going to charge a lot of money for it. Uh, if you want to get a car at MSRP, your best hope is to uh, be flexible on the model uh, or order the car. Uh, today, you can order a car and get it in a far more reasonable <laughs> amount of time. Uh, a year ago, you could order a car and it'd take you a year to get a car. Today, you can order a car and probably get it in a couple of months. So uh, in another couple of months, you'll probably be able to order a car and maybe get it in a month. So that's what's happening. But I can't tell you of a dealer I know, a Toyota dealer, that's selling cars below, uh, new cars below MSRP. Okay. And let's see here. We have several other texts have come in. Some of these I've been trying to just answer. They're more technical things, so I've been getting them on uh, just on here. But uh, this one from an anonymous, what, if anything, is negotiable in the case of a lease? Well, uh, leases, uh, there's a lot of things that are negotiable. And if you're really sharp and you understand leasing and you can read an, a leasing contract and you know all that, uh, you have multiple variables in lease. Now, 99% of our listening audience isn't going to go through this. But just to answer the question directly, uh, with a lease, you have possibility of a down payment. So they don't advertise it. You can't see it. 
it's in the fine print, if they're at all, but most leases advertised, I don't, I'll say all leases advertised, are going to have a down payment. And of course, then you have the hidden fee in a lease, which is uh, the, uh, there's a leasing fee built in the leasing contract. So the leasing companies have a dealer fee, typically around $500, and of course the dealers have a hidden fee, uh, maybe another $1,000. So those are two things. There's also the residual value. That's the estimated value of the car at the end of the lease. You want to shop around and be sure that you have a higher residual because that gives you a lower monthly payment. And then there's a lease factor, which for all intents and purposes is an interest rate, but it's a lease factor. You get in over your head and in the weeds too much when you do that. Here's what I recommend with a lease to negotiate. Get the exact car you want down to the exact options, accessories. MSRP is exactly the same. You go to three or four different dealers of that make to get the lowest payment, but you specify, you stipulate the MSRP, the down payment, if any, the number of months, the term of the lease, and if you do that, you just take the lowest lease payment. As long as you take away all their variables, lease, down payment is a variable. Uh, uh, Trade-in is a variable. Uh, Definitely stipulate what the trade-in is going to be worth. And if you know the monthly payment and the term, that's all you need to worry about, the lowest monthly payment. But leases are complicated. That's the reason I, 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 I tell people usually, all things being equal, buy the car, don't lease it. Okay. And from Cindy, a kind of follow-up question where she'd asked about uh, buying a car with cash and how to avoid dealers that want to force you to finance. Uh, she says, I know you should. Con- you said we should contact the dealer online to get an out-the-door price, but I can imagine many sales associates will respond by saying something like, we don't do that online, you'll have to come to the dealership. Yeah, they will. What would be a good response to that? Um, the response was, um, if you want to waste your time, because there's so many dealers of every make, and when you're online, you're not even limited by geography, so they don't know that. Uh, but uh, just uh, if you want to respond to a, a, a stupid comment like that, I would say, um, if you give me a price online, out the door, I will shop that price, and if I get a better price, I'll buy the car. So let's say you got one chance out of three or one chance out of four of selling me a car. If you won't give me your price online, I'll never talk to you again. I'll never come to the dealership. I'll never email you again, and you'll never sell me a car. So would you like a 20% chance to sell me a car, or would you like a 0% chance? And they probably won't even respond to you, but that makes me feel good when I say that. So you you will, uh, if if you go online and you keep expanding your geography, your zip code area, you should be able to find a half a dozen or 10 uh, dealerships that you could contact online. And of those 10, you're going to get three quarters of them will give you an out-the-door price. If you, you have to word the uh, request carefully, and the language I use for out-the-door price is, I want your... Lowest price out the door, which means plus government fees only. Your selling price plus government fees only. Give me that price, and I'll get back to you. You'll get two out of three 
three out of four, we'll come back to you. Okay. And this one from Bob says, good morning, South Florida. My question is, what is the process when a vehicle comes in and the original owner canceled it, in, in other words, the, the original per, uh, person who had ordered the car, uh, do you go down the list of people that have open orders for that type of vehicle before it's available to everyone? And he said, he did have a second question, which I'll throw this one out real quick. He says, does it hurt to jack up just one side of a vehicle, either from the side or from the front or the back? Example for rotating the tires on each side. Yes, that is completely fine to do that. However, if you're doing that, make sure you have a good stable, solid surface and you're using good quality jack stands. Never rely on just a jack. Safety first, folks. My, my advice is call AAA. But uh, <laughs> now, it, it, it's, what was the first, first part of it? Uh, he was asking if if someone orders a car and then they cancel oh, their yeah, order yeah. when the car comes in, yeah, that, what, what uh, happens? If there? you order a car, the, the policy of dealers varies from dealer to dealer. It's what their internal policy is. With our internal policy, order car uh, we require a nominal deposit sometimes we don't even ask for a deposit but a nominal deposit we do that uh, so we're sure the person is sincere about wanting to buy the car but we we tell the all the customers your deposits are all 100% refundable uh, as far as uh, if, if if the person doesn't want the car we give them their deposit back, or maybe they don't even have a deposit. If they do, we go to the next person on the list, and then we go to the next person on the list. So my advice to you, I mean, if you're really a good car buyer, you'll negotiate the best price. Uh, you will order your car, because if you want to get exactly the car you want, you're probably going to have to order it. And you'll be sure you have a refundable deposit. And uh, the other thing you want to worry about, when the prices come down, are you going to be locked into that price? You want to, uh, in, at our dealership, we're selling all our cars at MSRP now because we can, and it's because it's lower than all the other dealers when you get rid of dealer-installed accessories and uh, addendums uh, and hidden fees. So we do that now. Now, let's say three months from now, things return almost to normal, and we're discounting MSRP. If you had the car in order from before that time, we'd lower the price for you. We don't. If we have to raise the price, which is not going to happen, you're not obligated. So we try not to hook you when you order a car. We try to give you that freedom to shop and compare prices until your car actually comes in. The other variable I should mention are trade-ins. What you, you trade in, you know, the, the allowance, we have one regular caller. He'll probably hear this and call in again on that. He, he's been on, uh, he, he's had a car with us on order for months and months, and the value of his trade in is, is going down. So he had called me last week. He says, will the price of the new car, when it comes in, be enough to compensate me for the price of the trade in coming down? I said, I think so, but I'm not sure. But if it doesn't, you're under no obligation to take the car. So you know, we believe in total flexibility with the customer. Some dealers believe in get it all as quick as they can and to hell with the customer. All right. And this one had come in where uh, an anonymous, he says, my mechanic is unsure of how to deal with a diagnostic trouble code of P0600 on a 98 Infiniti I-30, which 267,000 miles and the person's just trying to keep their car running long enough for used car prices to come down to where they can uh, 
afford to safely trade it out <clears throat> and saying that the car stalls out. Um, if your mechanic's not willing to diagnose that car properly, I, I would go find a different mechanic. Um, just from my knowledge and research on that one, this could be as simple as a, a weak battery or charging system or a wiring issue, some corrosion on a ground wire. But it could also be as severe as being the actual computer for the car. And for a 98 Nissan, you might have a hard time finding that part. Okay, well, can, you, can you tell them where to go to one of these places that do the yeah. uh, thing for free? Uh, well, the, there are lots of places that will pull the code for free. Yeah. But just pulling that code, knowing he already knows the code. Well, he can't um, translate the code? They don't. But apparently his mechanic doesn't want to try to continue diagnosis on it. Yeah, how about the independent yeah. places? I, I would look around for some of the uh, uh, the Japanese auto service places, independent mechanics, and even look online for Nissan car clubs. There are a lot of car clubs what if you specific them? for Nissan, and they'll be able to maybe hook you up with a local mechanic that would be more interested in trying to help you on that. Well, you could put in the car code for the 98 Nissan model and see what you get on Google. Right, and that, but that also says, uh, you know, if it's a battery issue or a wiring issue, but it could be the computer. I'd already looked at that for them. Yeah. But apparently their mechanic just doesn't really want to get, try getting into it. So I, I would simply seek out a different mechanic for yeah. you. And that's pretty much got us caught up, except for Frank from Jupiter, uh, who says... He wants to switch his Mercedes-Benz from gas to electric. And he included a picture of what appears to be a half dozen uh, marine deep cycle batteries sitting in the trunk of his car. Uh, Frank, um, you may want to research that because you may be taking a really big bite of something that would be hard to chew. That yes, looks like a really big project. Funny you should mention, and I don't funny, think those six funny batteries you are going to do that it. Because Akio Toyota, the chairman of the board of Toyota, is advocating that uh, as a a major uh, way for Toyota to go in the future is converting combustion engine cars to uh, all electric. He ain't no more. He's not. Akio Toyota just lost his job. You're he has me. been replaced by Kochi Sato from the Lexus division. Because oh my God, Akio Toyota did not keep up with the industry on getting electric cars, and what, because what? Toyota has fallen wow. so far behind <laughs> on electric cars, this happened in just the past couple of days. I, I saw a news report on it, and Akio Toyota is no longer CEO of Toyota. Oh. Koji Sato from the Lexus division has now been given that title. Boy, that Boy is, Rick, you just gave us some breaking, breaking news. news yeah. and does that, I, I figured you knew that one. No, no And, and that has no. everything to do with the article that came out in the USA Today, and that was, I believe it was last week, and that was about uh, the Prius and, and uh, Toyota just not keeping up with the times well, here, I'll, I'll, as yep. far as I'll, electric was I'll concerned. This is the current weeks. This is this week's automotive news. So it happened... After it had yep. to just so, just in the past the, couple the, days. There, here's the main editorial in the uh, current automotive news: Akio Toyota, who is the ex-chairman <laughs> of Toyota, retrofitted uh, electric vehicle vision is noble but flawed. So apparently that isn't the only thing 
about Akio Toyota was noble but flawed because they just fired him. And that is really a shock. Wow, that's a... That is something I can't. He he's the grandson of the chairman of the board. I mean, so for the first time in Toyota's history, uh, they have gone to an outsider, uh, meaning a non-family member, uh, to be the chairman of the board of Toyota. And this quote on CNBC.com: The outgoing CEO of a giant autos firm has a message for his successor: Don't be like me. <laughs> wow. Oh, that was, that was uh, it was announced Thursday that he is stepping down and Koji Sato will be taking his spot. Wow. That's a real Unbelievable. Shame. Well, I tell you. You, you know, knocked me off my chair. <laughs> Toyota was criticized for being late to the party on EV. And, uh, and I, maybe this was the straw that broke the camel's back. I thought it was, I mean, I could. I, I, out of respect, I didn't say it before, but I thought it was a little bit nutty to expect people to take their old cars and and bring them in and put a battery in them so they'd be EV. I mean, how how I mean it isn't important anymore for the current car buyer, the millennial. Uh, with you and me, I mean, I'd love to be driving a, a, a nineteen fifty seven fuel injected Pontiac. Uh, convertible. I mean, the old cars have a, an emotional thing for me. Mm -hmm. But today, that's gone. I, I think Akio was thinking about people wanting to keep their old fuel-burning cars out of sentiment, and people don't feel that way anymore. I, and I wonder also, he had a, he has a background as, as a racer, a race car driver. Exactly, yeah. He loves racing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is part of the reason why the GR models, the Gazoo Racing, yeah. has become so prevalent in Toyota. Yeah. The Supra, the yeah. Corolla, the uh, the 86, uh, several other models, they're yeah. building these GR Racing models, yeah. which th that's fine, but we only have one electric car, and it hasn't even made it yeah. to dealerships yet. Yeah. You know, Nancy and I have met and talked to Akio Toyota, yes. and we, uh, I mean, he's just a very personable guy, and he's a real hands-on guy. Uh, he, he, they call him a, a, a car guy. That's a, a, a term used in the wholesale and retail end of things. That's the ultimate compliment. Oh, he's a real car guy. So Akio was a real car guy. So I guess he wasn't a good businessman, though. Good it's, car guy. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. That's quite a statement. Um, folks, we are going to have to go back to the phones where Frank has been patiently waiting. And he's calling us from Jupiter Farms. Good morning, well, good morning. As always, it's such a pleasure to be able to turn on the radio and hear you guys um, with your various health and advice and people calling in. So, well, thank and, you. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad my photo with my Mercedes Benz with six batteries for my golf cart led you to um, <laughs> talk about burning the cars. <laughs> I, I wondered if you were playing me on that one, Frank. <laughs> I wondered I about that. Myself. You know how I like to joke around. <laughs> um, but in any event. Um, um, we shall see if the golf cart actually runs. We, we we put all the batteries in yesterday, which took about two plus hours. And when I first stepped on the accelerator, it felt like we were being launched off a catapult on an aircraft carrier <laughs> um, because I, maybe I didn't have something wired exactly correctly. And then I made it about as far as the mailbox, and it wouldn't run anymore. So um, we shall see. I got it on the charger now for 12 hours. <laughs> batteries. But anyway, back to the real car stuff. Um, we have this Audi we purchased up at Stewart. Uh, where you mystery shop with an actual salesman, Brian, that we used. 
and it's now due for one first year checkup, free oil change. After that, you pay thousands of dollars, but the first one's free. Um, so we got 6,000 miles. They would like to rotate and balance the tires. Is that a good um, option to do each year or each time doing oil change to prolong life? It certainly can't hurt. I mean, rotating the tires is obviously a, uh, necessary about every 5,000 miles. Uh, balancing them might be a little excessive, costing a little extra money, but it can't hurt because as the tires wear, the the actual concentration, the thickness of the rubber might change little bits and cause slight changes in the balance. Rick, quick question. And it cause a little extra quick wear. Can you, I know with alignment, you can check the alignment. Can you check the balance uh, without having, I mean, do you just have to say we think it might need balance or road test it, or is there a way we can measure the balance? Uh, really, the only way, That's the only accurate way is put the wheels on a computerized balancer to check it, and then you've pretty much done 90% of the work. Well, if you're going to rotate it, you don't have to take the wheels off anyway, right? Right, but still, it's, it's the work of getting, putting them on the machine and setting the machine up, doing all the measurements, and then spinning the wheel. Yeah. And at that point, if they're out of balance, it's just simply remove the old weights and put on the proper weights that are needed. But yeah. uh, it, it's still, it's, and balancing really isn't that expensive anyways. Yeah. Uh, no, I actually called your dealership um, yesterday to get a quote for doing that with um, rotate and balance. And it was under $100. I said, oh, that's good because, you know, Audi was like 135 so, but anyway, um, yeah, it's just, like I said, it's just happening. We got the little light on the car saying your car's ready for an oil change, and, and the notes come in the email. So it's amazing how fast a year goes by anymore. It's just almost scary. But. Oh, it definitely is. Well, listen, you guys have a wonderful day as always. Um, I'll, I'll keep the other jokes to a minimum until next week. So. Okay. Um, Thanks so much, Frank. Guys. We appreciate that. Thanks for being a listener and a caller. Um, Rick, do you have anything for us? We're caught up at the moment, except, oh, one quick one here. Uh, Toyota Tacoma 1952 is saying, is there any disadvantage to buying a car, a Toyota, outside of the SET area? And uh, it can be done. I mean, uh, it, it's, it's awkward, uh, but if you get the right dealer, uh, it's not a problem. Um uh, we we have done it at our dealership, and uh, it, it's just a matter of, uh, of transportation, really. I mean, the further you go, the more you have to pay for transportation. So if you get the lowest price and you're getting treated fairly on the transportation, uh, you can buy a car anywhere in the United States you want to. And, of course, uh, we got Negan 1. Yes, dude, I understand. He's kind of showing off with his notes on his collection. He says he's going to be keeping his 79 Trans Am, his 93 Chevy 454 SS, and his 2002 Ford Lightning. Mm. Man, <laughs> well, if I could well, get into your you garage just to take some of those for a drive here and there. That's oh, he has got some cool toys. Yeah, just a five-minute drive. Oh. That'd be great. I uh, know it'd be about five days for me because I'd need a, oh, a, take a good try, good time out in each one of his vehicles. Uh, this this he lives in Arizona, and some of the vehicles that he has mentioned that he has, he has some really awesome vehicles. Yeah, only a car lover like you. Get those you out on those highways. Could appreciate it. Okay, folks, uh, we're all caught up. 
Yeah, let me, uh, before we get to the, to the uh, Mr. Shopping report, um, there's well, something... Before we do, I'm going to interrupt you, and I'm going to uh, remind all of our listeners that uh, when we do get to the Mystery Shopping Report, please uh, take advantage of 772-497-6530, because you can place your vote right there on the uh, Mystery Shop for this week, which is... Uh, <coughs> hmm. Excuse me, uh, which is the mystery shop of Palm Beach Toyota. Now back to the recovering car dealer. I want to remind you, you folks that are shopping for cars now, that there's something uh, that is not in the advertised price, and you kind of an inside thing. There are two types of discounts that are available if you know what they are, that they're there, and what to do. There's dealer discounts that are hidden, and there's customer incentives, which for all intents and purposes are hidden. I have uh, the current automotive news now, and there's some substantial ones. Uh, we had a caller uh, just a short time ago with an Audi. Uh, there are Audis, new Audis being sold now with $12,500 discounts. Now, they, that may be advertised somewhere, but you probably don't know about it. Uh, I'm looking here at a at a Jeep. Uh, here's a Jeep Gladiator with a three thousand dollar customer incentive. Now, when you buy a car, the, the customer doesn't know. The salesman doesn't tell you there's a dealer incentive and a customer incentive. He should tell you about the customer incentive, but they don't. They never tell you about the dealer incentive. So, when you are listening to the discount on the car. It isn't all coming out of the dealer's pocket. Sometimes it's coming out of your pocket because the discount was intended for you. So if you bought an Audi and you come in and they say, well, I'll give you, I'll give you $12,500 off on this new Audi. Uh, that sounds pretty good, except for the fact that he gets that money back from Audi. So it's not really coming out of you. It's coming out of your pocket because you should have got that and then asked the dealer for a discount. That's Audi's discount. You should also have the dealer's discount. And the dealer also has something that automotive news won't report. They used to. They don't anymore. But all the dealers are getting some kind of dealer incentive of some kind on cars. Not as much as they usually do because during the COVID issue of the pandemic, the, the incentives became very limited. When you uh, buy a car, you will sign a piece of paper, and you probably won't read it. You don't read one-tenth of what you sign. That piece of paper say, says this price includes all dealer and customer incentives. So that gets him off the hook legally for not telling you about it. That's also why you don't know about incentivized interest rates. Interest rates today are very high. The interest rates have gone way up. And if, uh, let's say, Honda gives an offer of a 6% interest rate or an option of a $5,000 discount, uh, you should know about it. You should be able to make the choice. You'll never hear about the lower interest rate because the discount the dealer takes off the car and probably doesn't give you anything. He probably just marks it up even more. So the dealers are using... The customer incentives, they always use the dealer incentives, and they're not telling you about the interest rate incentives. So this is all the shenanigans 
that are going on now and uh, you don't know about. Yeah, it's so, amazing uh, the minefield that you're yeah. walking through. And uh, folks, let me remind you that this show is pre-recorded. And if you want to go back and listen, uh, please do, because there's been a whole lot of information uh, that we have shared with you. And our uh, callers and listeners have shared with us. And you can go back and you can listen to the show and uh, you can make some notes and it can be to your advantage. Because as we said earlier, uh, when we began the show, it's time to begin the car buying process. And it's a great time. But I have to remind you, everything is negotiable. Now back to the recovering car dealer. Okay, we'll get to the mystery shopping report. Okay, let me remind our listeners again that you can vote at 772-497-6530. And that is important because we do want to hear from you. Why? You're an extremely important part of the show. That is the mystery shopping report of Palm Beach Toyota. Now back to the recover. <coughs> Covering car dealer. You can also you can also vote on youtube.com forward slash rolling cars. Rick has a whole lot of votes on YouTube. YouTube.com forward slash rolling cars. And you can vote on Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash rolling cars. We grade on the curve, A through F. Uh, a is not a perfect dealer. A is just the best dealer out there. By the way, we've had uh, two A's in a row, right? We've had the Lucid and we had the Tesla. Yeah. So, um, Great reports. Both electric vehicle dealers are both owned by the manufacturer. They're not really dealers. They're direct sales. And that's the way it's going to go, folks. We are going to see the elimination of the dealer network, and all cars will be sold directly by dealers one day, which makes me a little sad because I've been a dealer for a long time. But uh, everything, everything changes for the better for the consumer, hopefully. This mystery shop is a Palm Beach Toyota there in West Palm Beach, Florida, and they're owned by the Penske Auto Group. Um, I'll speak of the first person. Our undercover agent is Agent Lightning, a female, and she does an amazing job. And uh, I'll speak as if I were her, and, then, uh, uh, and this is the way the report went. I arrived mid-afternoon, and the forerunner, she's shopping for a new Toyota forerunner, uh, I was here to see was parked right out in front. The MSRP was $40,390. Now, it's kind of surprising that they would have a forerunner um, because uh, it's a very uh, popular car. And I said earlier in the show, if you're listening, I said there's only two reasons why a car is in a dealer inventory. Number one, they're asking way over MSRP. Number two is nobody wants to buy the car. Well, uh, the forerunner is a very high demand low supply car, and as I say, we're surprised they had it there. The MSRP was forty thousand three ninety. There, there was an addendum listing, a bunch of add-ons, but no prices. Violation of law, folks. You, uh, if you have an addendum changing, modifying the price of the of the Monroney label, uh, the vehicle, it should be posted on the car. I spent a few minutes looking at it, waiting to see if anyone would approach me. She's uh, Agent Lightning, I'm outside. I'm looking at this forerunner. Nobody comes up. However, I was surprised that I was surprised that no one came up before I walked in the door. Once inside, I was greeted by two young ladies sitting behind the receptionist desk. They both smiled, and then one of them asked me if I was here to see someone in particular today. And that tells me that they're used to dealing by appointments. I said no, but I was hoping to see that forerunner sitting out front. She said, sounds good. Let me call a salesman to help you. Please give me a few minutes. Very nice gentleman named Yutan, 
I think U-T-O-N, I guess it's Uton or Uton, came over and introduced himself. I showed him my phone and said, I think that it's up front, picture on my phone. I think it's up front. He asked me to look at the stock number and we would go take a closer look. We walked back outside. He asked me, what makes me a 1-4 runner? And if I'm familiar with what it offers. I said, I'd done quite a bit of research online, but wanted to see how it, how it drives. He opened it up, gave me a thorough rundown of the SUV before we went for a test, test drive. By the way, that's one of the sad things about the high demand, low supply, and shortage of cars. It's so important to drive the car you're going to buy, and sometimes it's impossible. And you should try very hard, even if it's only close. If you get a late model used car, uh, similar to what you're buying, or even a, or another new car, it's so important to drive the car that you want to buy. And it's very difficult today, to be honest with you, just almost impossible. Once back, he asked me if I was ready to take it home. I said, if the numbers come out right, yes. We headed inside where he asked, had, uh, where he had me uh, type my information into the computer, had me type the information into the computer. I joked that he had me doing his work. He said, that's how I say bunny. Oh, I like that. Joking, good personality. I then responded, does this mean I get your employee discount? So a good report going there. He laughed and thanked, for, uh, <clears throat> thanked me for my help. So there's a, this is a good salesman. Uh, the, the, the whole key about being a good salesman, whether you're selling refrigerators or cars, you have to earn the trust and, and likability. You have to be liked. If, you, if, if someone likes you, they're, they're probably trusting you, and they're probably going to give you, they're probably going to get the sale. He then um, had everything in the system and asked me about the ceramic coating and another appearance package that would cost me around $3,300. So you see where we're going. Uh, there was no addendum label. There should have been one in the car, just the MSRP. So we pop on $3,300. Uh, I said, I don't want this. He was quite pushy and explained how the ceramic coating helps to reduce... Uh, windshield wiper uh, uh, friction, I guess you would say, where you barely need to use them when it's raining. That's true. Rain-X uh, reminds mm -hmm. me, i got to ask Rick about what... Where, uh, Amazon has got 8,000 different brands of uh, Rain-X, so I'll ask you after the show. i got to get some for my car. Stick with the original. Original, okay. Um, and this the ceramic thing, uh, it, uh, along with wheel locks, tent... Oh, yeah. In addition to that, they have the wheel locks, the tent, the storage guards, etc., a whole bunch of stuff. These are overpriced, valueless items that they use to make another $3,300. One quick note there. Kyle in Pennsylvania had mentioned this. Those cables for plugging your phone into your car, he says he sees those listed as like a $78 to $80 add-on. And when you buy a cable from Apple, it's like 40 or $50. Hmm. They're racking those prices up on those things. Yeah, 40% yeah. is standard, and that's 100% more typical yeah. or higher. He spent a lot of time, that's Uton, spent a lot of time trying to convince me of the benefits of all this garbage. <laughs> he didn't say that. There's very valuable uh, ceramic coating and the rest of it. Uh, and, and finally agreed to remove it. So there we go. I, now he gives me a victory. I'm... I'm, uh, I just got $3,300 discounted off the car, so I'm feeling pretty good. Mm -hmm. Speaking in the first person, I'm Agent Lightning. Uh, he left for only a few minutes, Hutton, and then returned with his computer that had the, uh, his, the screen pulled up, 
and said you finally OTD Altador price would be fifty-one thousand two hundred thirty-two dollars and seventy-eight cents. Now let's go back here to uh, I forgot what the uh, yeah the the sticker price was forty-three thousand three ninety. Now he's telling me the Altador price is fifty-one thousand two thirty-two seventy-eight. Um, I asked for where the breakdown was because you know tax and tag is legitimate. Uh, just then, Andy, the sales manager, came over and joined us. He asked how Utah was doing today and if I was ready to buy. I said, Utah's uh, been great. I still need to think about it, and I'd like to see the full breakdown of the prices. Andy asked Utah for my sales info sheet, excused himself to go to print it, returned a few minutes later with a worksheet. And as you regular listeners know, a worksheet is something but it's not a buyer's order. It's something that comes before the vehicle buyer's order. The vehicle buyer's order is a legal document. The worksheet means nothing, and that's why they don't show you the vehicle buyer's order. They want to show you something that if you don't buy, they'll just tear it up and throw it away. They don't want to give you a copy of it, especially they, uh, you might grab the, the, the vehicle buyer's order and run, in which case you could shop and compare a price, and they don't want that. Anyway, on this worksheet, the top line was 45676 which was the advertised price. Uh, the advertised price was on the MSRP. That counts as an advertised price. Uh, and we're 5000 over MSRP. They added 1094 in aftermarkets. Okay, now, we thought the aftermarkets were up here with the addendum label. We said no, that was $3,300. And now he's got uh, uh, more aftermarkets, 1094 and the old $995 dealer fee, which he calls, uh, I think they call it pre-delivery uh, pre inspection. And uh, that's illegal, by the way, because the Florida statute says that you cannot charge to prepare the car for delivery because you're reimbursed by the manufacturer. See, Toyota pays me, because I'm a Toyota dealer, and pays Palm Beach Toyota because they're a Toyota dealer, pays them to pre-deliver the car. So now Palm Beach Toyota is charging you again to pre-deliver the car, $995. Hmm. Uh, Toyota gives them $150, $200, bucks, something like that. And in addition to that, they want you to pay $995. Uh, so now we're looking... Palm Beach Toyota's price was... Yeah, Palm Beach Toyota's price, you, hang, you sit down for this one, uh, was forty-seven seventy, which is $7,380 over MSRP. Again, tax, sales tax is, is, is okay, and license plates are okay, so, but you're looking at, what, maybe a couple thousand dollars for sales tax and mm -hmm. license plates, so it's still way, way over MSRP. Andy... Uh, the sales manager made a lot of conversations, seemed genuinely kind. Uh, again, we got a good sales manager because he's smiling and he's kind. We had a smiling, happy salesperson. Uh, very, very, they're professional. And said he'd love to earn my business, so he, uh, if he's close to an agreeable price, just ask. He's, he wants to haggle a little more. He'd love to send me home with a new car. You didn't then thank me for coming in, stapled his card to the sheet, said to please let him know if there's anything else he could do to earn my business. And that's pretty much the report here. Uh, we have copies of uh, offense number one. I'll hold this up. Uh, this is the Monroney label, the addendum label that was on the car, and there's no addendum. 
and there was $3,300 in extra cost, plus $995 for pre-delivery inspection, which, which is something that should be not done because the Florida law says that you cannot charge and be reimbursed for something that the manufacturer has already reimbursed you for. So we have that much. And anything else of interest? Uh, votes. We're, we'll be looking for your votes. You can text them or you can send them into YouTube. Earl, Earl Sterling Cars forward slash you. No, YouTube.com forward slash Rolling Cars or Facebook.com forward slash Rolling Cars. And uh, we'll go around and poll the votes to see where we stand. And they are coming in. We have Scott Hunter, D, fees, fees, fees. Nate Miller, there are three things guaranteed in life, it seems. Death, taxes, and car dealers charging outrageous <laughs> hidden fees. D+. Plus. Kyle in Pennsylvania, I thought Palm Beach Toyota was a bit better than Ed Morse and Al Hendrickson, but both this time, D-. minus. Tim Gilliland, in Yuma, too many red flags despite the smiles. D-. minus. Tom Steckel, D, too many fees and illegal delivery fee. Still not as bad as Napleton, the quintessential F. Wayne Veit, old school F. Rocky Blockateel, typical fees, unfortunately, D. Johnny Z. Fraidley, C minus. They're not even the worst. Mark Ryan, D minus. Mark Smith, I give them a D. Kirk in West by God, Virginia. Palm Beach Toyota. Hocus Pocus Mystery and Floating Fees earns PBT a solid D-. Joseph Kelleher, F. Negan, 1, a big F. And then we have, let's see here, uh, Mark, Pricing Fiasco equals no sale, C-. Uh, here we go, some more. Bob, F. Those smiling faces are very expensive. And from, I don't see a name here that's anonymous, just a simple D. Myself, I'm going to say they're playing those same old games. So I can't fail them because they, they're really not doing anything that all the rest aren't doing. So a D, and you got to watch yourself, folks. They're out there. Yeah, the, uh, with Palm Beach Toyota, they're Penske uh, part of the chain. And they, they're typically the Auto Nations, the Sonics, uh, the Lithias, the big auto groups, and Penske is one of the biggest. They're, they're, they're usually a cut above the average independently owned dealership. And I'll say this about Palm Beach Toyota. Uh, the personnel, uh, are they, they treat you with respect. Um, they're courteous. Uh, we, I mean, we've seen some outrageous uh, treatment of, of individuals. I mean, we've had Agent Lightning, uh, I mean, on the verge of attacking some of the salespeople. You won't get that at Palm Beach Toyota. So I, I give them credit for that. Uh, they're, they're professional and they're trained. And the, one of the reasons the publicly held groups in Penske is on the stock exchange. I mean, AutoNation is traded on the stock exchange. Almost all the big public groups, well, all the public groups are traded. And so when you're in trade on the stock exchange, you have to divulge everything through the Security and Exchange Commission. So therefore, they stay away from the big crimes. <laughs> they, they don't want a stockholder or they don't want someone filing a lawsuit because uh, if someone really wanted to make trouble, for a publicly owned company that was doing something illegal, they could do it. 
So I, you know, I, I, if uh, if uh, uh, Roger Pinsky is listening right now, you know, you, you ought to take a closer look at your uh, advertising. I'm going to say something good about uh, Palm Beach Toyota also. I've seen some of their TV advertising recently. It's first class, and there's no fine print. Now, these are unused cars that I've been seeing, and no fine print. Let me tell you something. To try to find a television ad, at least where I see television in South Florida, without fine print is very unusual. So I, I, I congratulate Penske and Palm Beach Toyota on that, their professionalism. But they're still doing some bad stuff, so you heard the grades. Nancy? Agent Lightning did a great job again, and uh, she just does a fabulous job week in and week out. Um, as far as my uh, vote is concerned, um, you know, smiling faces, that's great. That's uh, fa- Everybody wants to see a smiling face, but, uh, you know, uh, there's a, a lot of deception, and it's unfortunate, and uh, there's a lot of fees, and you walk in, and uh, you, you have in mind that you're going to pay $40,339, for a forerunner, and uh, the out-the-door price, uh, it doesn't reflect that. So for that, I give them a D minus. Okay. Um, we got a little bit of time? Hey, what about, would oh, you like to vote? I'm, I'm going to give them a C. A C. I must say, yeah, they're about average, unfortunately. Uh, I did want to say uh, something about uh, Volkswagen suing the state of Illinois. Uh, This is kind of like an insider stuff, so listen carefully uh, if you go into car dealerships for service. The reason Volkswagen is suing the state of Illinois is because the state of Illinois is telling the dealers, uh, they they passed a law that says you're— Warranty work has to be reimbursed by Volkswagen, you dealers. Volkswagen has to reimburse you at whatever you charge your customer for customer pay. So for non-warranty work, customer pay is usually quite high and competitive, and uh, warranty work is, is less than that. Most dealers today are pretty much being compensated. Florida has the same law. Florida law says that... If I charge my customer $150 an hour for labor, uh, Toyota has to reimburse me at $150 for labor. So this is what's going on. If you have a dealer that is getting far less for your warranty work, then they're going to try to push into customer labor, and they don't want to do the warranty work if they can't make enough money, Rick. The other point to that is they're also, uh, Illinois is requiring that dealerships must pay the technician the same labor time under on a warranty oh, job as they're getting paid on a customer pay job. I didn't know that. So that becomes the uh, like Chilton's or uh, no. uh, Motors manuals when they set the labor times yeah. and say a job will pay ten hours. To uh, anyone else, Volkswagen or anyone else, can't come in and say, well. All right, we know they're saying it's a 10-hour job, but under warranty, we're only going to pay you six hours. Yeah. Hmm. They are not allowed to do that now. They have to have a standardized time that is paid warranty time and customer pay. Yeah, there's all sorts of things like this that go on behind the scenes that affect you, the customer. And when the, mac- when the manufacturer and the dealer are at odds with each other, typically you get caught in the middle. Um, when I first got into the car business, 
uh, the warranty reimbursement was terrible, and the warranty reimbursement was so bad, we didn't even want to do warranty work. We would tell a customer at Stuart Pontiac in West Palm Beach uh, back in the 70s and the 80s, we'd say, listen, if you don't buy the car from us, we won't do the warranty work on the car, and we, and we, we won't work on the car. Uh, well, today you can't do that. That's illegal. I mean, of course, today uh, uh, all car dealers in Florida have to be reimbursed at the customer pay level. So it's it, these are the behind-the-scenes th- scenes, things that affect you positively. So it's not all bad uh, about the uh, arguments between the manufacturers and the dealers. Yeah, a lot of good things happening. Folks, we can't. Rick? Uh, one quick note here from Kyle in Pennsylvania. He says, Earl, can you shop JM Lexus again? They're the only one out there with no fees. See if they're still acting well. Uh, I had a call. Funny you should mention that. I had a call from a woman and said that uh, they advertise no dealer fees. JM Lexus, they're owned by Southeast Toyota. They're the largest Lexus dealer in the world, and they're in Coconut Creek, Florida. And they're you know, I'm one, of the, one of the good dealers. But they still charge a relatively small dealer fee, and they advertise they don't charge a dealer fee. Mm. It's like a $199 dealer fee, which makes no sense. So I told, I gave her the cell phone number of the general manager and said, Earl Stewart told you to call her, call him, and see if they'll take off the dealer fee. But J.M. Lexus, if you're listening, anybody at J.M. Lexus, I mean, the money you guys are making is obscene. You're making a ton of money. you got a Lexus franchise. You're the largest volume in the world. Take off the lousy $199 dealer fee. But you're still the best place to buy a Lexus from. I recommend JM Lexus, but get rid of the dealer fee. Good advice. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us this morning. We definitely enjoy your company. You're a huge part of the show. We'll be right back here next week at the same time, 8 a.m. Have a wonderful weekend. <laughs>